Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo. Here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I tried to send Joel on a Strange Brew run here, but he, he was he wasn't doing it. He not not that he not that I'm saying that he was being mean or anything. He just he wasn't going that way. But I, I don't know why I'm tired. I, I have this why am I tired? I haven't done anything today. You're, just, I, you're mentally drained, Brian. You've been on the radio as we sit here and record this for the last. I don't think that's three it. hours, and, and I, I, just. I, I, but I'm physically tired, and so I saw they had some some a smoothie like packed with vitamin C. I was like, you know what? Not only would that be you know beneficial to my my needs right this second, it's probably good for me too. But I just have to wait another day. I mean, I'm gonna have to go get me a smoothie. I need to I need to get into smoothies, don't you think? Do you yes. feel like I need to? Yes. You know. It's like it was a meal substitute or that, something. That seems like something that you should do. Healthy. I mean, smoothies are good. Yeah, and they're good. They for can you. be good for you. Yeah. You you should be on board the smoothie train. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this. I'm gonna get some more information, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and of course, you know whatever kind of a train you're on in the morning, you need to get the uh, the coffee train going. I don't know if you listened to today's Sports Talk Mississippi. We learned. About all three baseball coaches in the state of Mississippi, how they take their coffee. Well, I did because I heard Borky's. What was he doing? He put peanut why, why, butter why in his you... coffee. Why? Look, if you want peanut butter, butter, peanut butter flavored coffee, you just wait for Strange Brew to make a peanut butter flavored and, coffee. And they probably have some concoction that that's the case, but mm-hmm. you don't just make coffee at your house and put peanut butter in it. No, you don't. That's not something that well, humans. That's something that Michael Borky did. That's not something humans do. So, well, Borky, while, uh, you know. You great, great voice on the radio and things. That wasn't your brightest idea. Or this best day. So, <laughs> I was surprised that Mike Bianco drinks coffee. Why were you surprised that Mike Bianco drinks coffee? Because coffee is for closers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, well, why don't you close out the deal? Head over to Strange Brew this morning, or head over to Brupolo and Tupelo. Get your day started on the right foot. Our good friends over at CollegeCornerStore.com. College Corner, two locations in Jackson to serve you. They are originally by Fleet Feet. They're employed by the Half Shell. It's time to start looking. Start time to start looking the part. All right, Mississippi State is the place to be this this spring. MSU baseball crowds back. Now you got no excuse. Crowds are back. There's going to be big crowds. You're going to be a part of them. Time to look sharp with the brand new M over S logo, T-shirts, polos, whatever it's got to be. Do it and do it well with College Corner. Humble Taco, I'm t- Joel. You're supposed to make a decision. We're not. We can't do it tomorrow. But when are we going well, go to go? I was actually going to say tomorrow because we have a baseball game, and I assumed that uh, okay, so then, we could do it in our. But me, if not, we will. We will figure it out, and we can. We do, can do it if we. If we, if we can do it tomorrow. It might be a little later, but we can do it. Let me. Let me. Let me get my. I got a couple things to take care of tomorrow. Okay. We're on for Humble Taco. Though. Okay. All right. That's exciting. 
We're going to get some delicious food. And if we need to do it like 1.30-ish or something like that, that's good. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Wherever where you want to. I've had it. What? I've had So, <laughs> we'll be enjoying some Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots. A lot of great options on the menu. I think Joel's got his eye on that humble bowl. Yes, so Joel does have his eye on that Joel humble bowl. can't, I mean, he, he just can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. I'm going to tell him, to like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to tell him that the humble pie is actually the humble bowl. And he's like, what, what, is, what is all this, this mousse in here? Oh, no, that, that's, that's just an avocado whip. That's all that is. It's whipped <laughs> avocado. So that's is this is this is this ground beef? It looks like graham cracker crumbs. No, that's what it is. Graham cracker crumbs. No, it's ground beef. It's ground beef. <laughs> right, we're gonna sneak a dessert in on Joel, one way or the other. But hey, you don't sneak anything when you go to Humble Taco. So many great options across the menu, and so many great Mississippi products going there. Especially that that uniqueness of that sweet potato flour tortilla. I can't wait for Joel to try that. He'll, he'll, you're gonna have to. I know you're trying to stay carb and keto, but we're gonna get you a tortilla. Oh, I, I'm all in for the sweet potato. Tortilla thing of majiggy, yes, sir. Okay, sign we're make me that, up. We're gonna make you're that happen. Have to, you're not gonna have to force that one down. We're, we're gonna make it happen for you. So, we'll be at Humble Taco. You should be at Humble Taco. Great patio for dining outdoors. The weather's gonna be good. This is the time to do it. Great options across the menu for you, for your kids, for vegans, for vegetarians, or hey, if you just want to go out there and have some drinks with the guys and gals, they've got you taken care of there as well. Huge news out of the NFL: Joel's Dolphins. Uh, have made a trade to the Titans for yes. Isaiah Wilson. I gotta protect pick. Tua. Gotta protect Tua. Yeah, let's let's move on from that. It is finished. It is done. I'm personally a little disappointed. I wanted to get another year's worth of content out of this, but Dak Prescott is now officially a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys. The details are four years, 160 million dollars, up to 164 million, 42 million a year. Over the next three seasons, and then a thirty it drops down to thirty four million in year four. I mean, that's podcast host money he's getting. <laughs> are, you, are you getting that kind of money? Because I need to talk to somebody. If you are, uh, no trade clause, no tag provision, guaranteed one hundred and twenty six million dollars, a sixty six million dollar signing bonus, seventy five million dollars in the bank in year one. Those are both NFL records. And if he performs to his contract, he's going to redo this at age 30. Because honestly, you, you got to think, right? If he has a big three years, if he can somehow win a Super Bowl, or just be consistently in the playoffs, then when they get to that $34 million year, that's renegotiation time. Yeah. So he, he's got another big deal coming his way if he lives up to, to the hype. It's done. It's what Dak Dak won this negotiation. He sure did. Right? He Dak, absolutely he did. wanted to sign a four-year deal. He did it. He wanted $40 million per. He got it. He doesn't want to be tagged as a franchise player anymore. That's done. He's got big guaranteed money. It's happened. Dak Prescott, without knowing all of the details, it feels a little bit like he took the Cowboys to school on this one. That's my biggest question as I look at the deal because I can't think of a single negative looking at what we've seen reported so right. far for Dak Prescott. Right. No, I agree. Uh, usually the best deals are the ones where both sides have a little bit of well darn to it. I don't know how Dak Prescott today is sitting at home saying well darn about anything because it seems like he got everything he wanted. I, I don't know if 
Jerry Jones or anybody has any kind of regret with the way this went down, but I don't see how Dak could. That's for sure. He he's a winner in all regards here. And uh, look, I think because of this deal, you saw what, and we'll talk about this more in a minute. It, you know, we talked about it off air, but we saw what Dallas was without Dak. Yeah. So I think Dallas wins in that regard. In that, okay, you know, you got well, it. Let's just have that discussion. That in reality, getting hurt may have been the best thing for Dak Prescott. Assuming he comes back healthy, which according to all uh, indications he will. He's, he's, he's very much on pace, and his rehab is going the way you want it. His absence showed the Cowboys what they had, what they don't have without him. Basically, they, that they were one of the worst teams in the league without Dak Prescott. What's the old saying, Brian? Don't know what you got till don't it's gone? Don't know what you got. Till it's gone. They didn't. I don't think. Shout out to Cinderella there. Uh, I mean, when he was gone, their offense was gone. I mean, he is the most offensive stirring up tight end you'll ever see. <laughs> and you take him out of the equation, and, and the Cowboys' offense just basically fell apart. I mean, they had to get this done, Brian. Like, I, I think it. it, it you're right. His injury, I think, to an extent, tied their hands to the fact that they had yeah. to do this. If Andy Dalton had come in and led them to the playoffs, Dak Prescott's just—he's just going to go out there on the open market. They're going to tell him, hey, "We'll give you thirty-one million a year, and you can take it or leave it." But because they, not only did they not make the playoffs, they looked like a college football team trying to play in the NFL. <laughs> By the way, I was telling Joel like. Now that Dak is stuck with the Cowboys for another four years, that's another four years I have to be reasonably civil to the Cowboys. <laughs> People who know me know the truth about that matter. But because Dak is there, I will give the Cowboys some respect. Um, kind of like if Mangum ever ends up a Dodger. Oh, why would that. you even? Well, well I'm, I'm already dealing with it because he's a Met. So I basically... Well, yeah, but you're he, a nicer person than me. You don't hate the way I do. That's true. That is true. I mean, it's just, it's just not. You harbor yeah. ill will in your heart sometimes. So. Thankfully, there's not an MSU player that I'm just like that attached to. That if he became a Celtic, that I would just be like, oh no, you know. Oh yeah. So, but anyway. But yeah, the fact that the the Cowboys were so bad without him, I mean, it just made it impossible for the the Dallas to just say, we can't. They had to get this deal done. And basically, from, and let's go back to, you know, maybe like, I think, I think we talked, you and I talked to John Machoda from The Athletic well over a year ago. He was always adamant, and we had him on Sports Talk Mississippi last week. He was always adamant. The Cowboys believe in Dak Prescott. He is their franchise quarterback. It's just a matter of getting the deal done. They're going to wait and wait and wait until it's done. You know, and then that's exactly it seems will be what happened. This, I mean, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, all indications were that the Cowboys were going to tag him again tomorrow and then continue to try to work out the deal. And then today you just get the news. I think Ian Rappaport was the one who broke it that it's done deal. And Dak Prescott is going to be a cowboy for the uh, the foreseeable future, and it's going to be a very, very rich man. We did some some looking, and based off of what he's supposed to make next year, combined with what he'll make in endorsements, Dak Prescott will be one of the top, probably one of the top five athletes on the planet in terms of uh, salary. We looked this up just a bit ago on uh, I think this is from uh, from uh, Bleacher Report that. The top guy, and this would have been obviously for the year uh, 2020. So, oh, where did it go? Here it is. Number one was Roger Federer at, uh, is it not, yeah, at 106, 
uh, million dollars. Now, obviously with Federer, a hundred million of that is endorsements. You know, his, his salary and winnings is only six point three million. Number two on the list was Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, the uh, soccer player from Juventus, forty five million in endorsements, sixty million in salary. Uh, so one hundred five mil. Messi is third. Uh, they don't have the numbers on here, but I think that's all I mean, like $104 million. Uh, Neymar, another soccer player from Paris Saint-Germain, uh, $95 million, $25 million in endorsements, $75 million in, or seventy point five in salary. And the number five is LeBron, $60 million in endorsements, another $28 million in salary. I don't know Dak's endorsement number off the top of my head, but we just saw that he's making $75 million next year, guaranteed, and he's got to have at least... Twenty million in endorsements, wouldn't you say? I mean, that seems fair to guess. So he, I mean, at ninety-five million, he'd be tied for fourth with Neymar. <laughs> That's on the planet. That's not in America. That's on the planet. He's the top. He's the fourth or fifth most highly paid athlete in the world. And that guy, what if I'd have told you, Brian? Let's play a little. What if I'd have told you? And we've thought. I mean, this is a guy I've been in the same room with and had a conversation with. Used to be in my Twitter header. Yeah, pick with me. Uh. Let's go back to 2011. Mm-hmm. You and that was two years before Thunder and Lightning officially met, I yeah, guess. But let's yeah. pretend we had, and, and we're just—I don't know. You, we the have breeze. we have we can either do that or we can pretend like you know we have future Brian. We can oh. kind of go back into the past and act mm-hmm. like we had Thunder and Lightning. I don't know, but bottom line, we're having a conversation, and, and we're going to say, hey, in a decade, one of the top five highest-paid athletes in the world will be a Mississippi State Bulldog quarterback. Mm-hmm. We would have thought each other, whoever suggested that was an idiot. Would have thought one of two things. Either what you said, or that Tyler Russell was really, really good. <laughs> like, like, man, get this guy into the offense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, given what wrong. Mississippi State has been in its history at quarterback. Could never have projected You could anything n- like that. have never projected what that Especially Dak you're Prescott talking about a kid who was you know, basically like a, a low three-star kid who couldn't even get an offer from LSU until it was too late. Well, I mean, heck, I don't even know if you had to go back to that. Because, look, you and I were around Dak Prescott. We know the winner that that kid's always been. Mm-hmm. We, everybody that's listening watched him and, and saw his heart and how he made everybody around him better. Mm-hmm. But when the Dallas Cowboys took him in the fourth round – in 2015, nobody could have predicted this. I thought he could win the starting job. Yes. I did think that, but I didn't think he would become this. No. no. There's no way. In case you're wondering, the rest of the top ten, uh, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Tiger Woods, the first NFL guy, which I got Joel with, I said, name this guy, I'll buy you dinner anywhere you want if you can get it right. He could not, and you won't either. If you're saying it's Mahomes or Brady, or it's not. It's Kirk Cousins was ninth. And then number ten, also quarterback, Carson Wentz. Who did? Who has signed up? Both those guys have big contracts. I bet. Let's. I haven't clicked on it here. Let's see. Yeah, Cousins' salary in twenty. Uh, I guess twenty twenty was fifty eight million. His endorsements were two point five. Wentz, basically the same. Fifty five million in salary, four million in endorsements. Dak's getting. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Seventy five million in salary, and then his his endorsements. I mean, I, I, let me see if I can look it up, but. I mean, I, I guess I would be shocked if his uh, if his number. Oh, <laughs> never mind. If this number is correct, Dak Prescott will be number one on the list next year because it says fifty million. That's crazy. He's going to make if that's correct. 
he will make $125 million next year. I mean, I'm speechless. That, that, uh, what a, do you say? A, it's a difficult number to wrap your head around. I mean, like I said, this is a guy that, you know, we used to have to wait till 9 o'clock to go talk to him after practice and, you know, would just spit out the cliches at us, you know. But when you got him away from the cameras, fun guy to talk to. And now he's going to make $125 million this year. I mean, that's that's saying something there. Really, really something. I mean, he could give everybody on the MSU beat $100,000 and wouldn't even miss it. So, Dak, if you're a fan of Thunder and Lightning and you Joel, want to do that, we'll let as, you. Joel, come on. Screw the rest of those guys. Just give us each a million. <laughs> Steve and Tyler and Ben can can find their own way. I'm not worried about them. Uh, it is funny, and I had a, you know, as soon as those things get announced, people start spending that money for Dak. He better give some of it to MSU. Like, come on, guys. Let's let's. He's 27. Let, let him take a vacation. Why don't you? Just let, maybe maybe you know buy a new car. I don't know. He's engaged now, right? I don't know if he's engaged or if he's he's just dating that girl. Okay. I, I would lock that up. I, well, I, I was going to say if he's engaged, he's going to have some help spending this money. He's also going to need a uh, lawyer to sign a certain kind of document. Uh, before any of those kind of things happen, I would imagine. So, have you seen that girl? I have. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's pretty. Still, one of the funniest <laughs> things I think I said on Sports Talk Mississippi was somebody asked, like, "Oh, has he got any trophies in that house?" And I was like, "Did you see the girl?" <laughs> yeah, he's got one. Shocker! Uh, the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys has a beautiful girl. Has a beautiful girlfriend. Ah, goodness gracious. We're st- I'm still trying to figure out if signing bonus is part of the contract. I don't think that it is. Because if that's the case, then the contract's only the contract is only worth a hundred or, or less than less than a hundred million. That's I, not right. I was telling you this before we went on the air, but in like baseball contract reporting, it usually they include the signing bonus as part of the contract. Like, so I, I don't know if it would be different here or not, but. I mean, in baseball, if you signed a six million contract with a four million signing bonus kind of deal for one year, I mean, they would say you're getting ten mil, ten mil kind of thing. Like, I, all right, I, I don't 100 percent know the answer to that question. Either let's way, look he's at a our friends man. at si.com. Let's let's do that. Uh, Connor Christofferson says that basically a here's a, a signing bonus true to its name is an upfront guaranteed payment the player receives when they sign their contract unlike normal guaranteed money the signing a player gets the signing bonus usually within the first year after signing the contract and the signing bonus is fully guaranteed when players get the lump sum up front while players get the lump sum up front the team can spread the signing so they can spread it out called a prorated bonus when the player is cut the team must play the remainder of the spread out bonus all at once so, no, it is not part of the contract. It is a bonus. So, when it says the guaranteed money is $126 million, the signing bonus is not, is not a part, part of, that. of that $126 million? Correct. So, he's guaranteed $192 million. <laughs> okay. I, see, I think... I hate to say that I think you're wrong. I just think you're wrong. <laughs> because I like all the reporting of this has a... I'll just read Mike Fisher, who also, you know, I can kind of count him as a co-worker a little bit here. Uh, 
covers the Cowboys for Sports Illustrated, Fan Nation, Cowboy Maven, whatever you want to say. But in the he writes, in the end, it's a four-year deal that totals $160 million. And after that, he talks about... Uh, he puts in parentheses the guaranteed money is 126 million. The signing bonus is an NFL record 65 million. Just the way he wrote that to me sounds like that it's part of the 160 million. Bottom line, a dude's rich. I mean, yeah. He's making bank, and I don't know where that ranks in the NFL quarterback hierarchy and things. I guess Russell Wilson's up there, and Patrick Mahomes is up there, and I mean he's one of the highest paid players in the. Pass play athletes in, in all the God's creation, as you said a minute ago. So we can sit here and talk about that all day long. But bottom yeah. line is, dude got what he wanted, and yeah, Mississippi State can now lay claim to the fact that so they, he's he, he's he's theirs, kind of. So obviously, old takes exposed as having a field day because so many people have just commented on Dak through the years. So I decided to go back through my old tweets to find whatever they said about Dak. So and I found one that. It was a recruiting graphic that MSU sent to a recruit. He actually sent it to Kamari Rogers, who's a top-rated player in the state this year. And it had the number of the total amount of dollars for Mississippi State NFL contracts for the upcoming year. Or, sorry, for the uh, in, in total. It was like $328 million worth of contracts. <coughs> Excuse me. And now... Now, now I want to see if I got that right, to be totally honest with you. Because is that just for one year or is that the, the total amount? I don't know the answer to that question. I would think it's the... I mean, it's 37 contracts, $380 million. That's probably for the, 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 the just for one year, right? Sounds like it. Okay. So... It says total contract value, 37 current NFL players, $328 million. So that's a little less. That's like nine and some change, right? Yeah. Okay. So just for this year, one guy just raised that up above $400 million. So, so you know, the draft hasn't happened yet. 38, 37 players, $400 million because Dak just is getting $75 million. I mean, this is mind-blowing stuff yeah. from a financial standpoint. How, I mean, how many Bulldogs are now over $100 million on their contracts? Three? Fletcher. Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, now Dak. I don't think Darius Slay is over $100. Uh, we're doing lots of looking up today, folks, so That's we fine. apologize. But, hey, it is what it I, is. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Let's see here. Darius Slay signed a deal with the Eagles. Yeah, it's only a $50 million deal. Oh, only, only a fifty million. So state has three hundred million dollar players right now, and I, I feel pretty confident in saying that Jeff Simmons will join that group in the next couple of years. So you're going to have four guys basically. I mean, when you get everything, all the money in there, around probably around closer to five hundred million dollars. That's something. That's that, that's that's a heck of a thing. I just realized Stephen Gidry, I guess, is still a cowboy because he opted out last year. You know, yeah. And I, so I guess technically he's still under their umbrella. And now he's going to have a quarterback that's the highest paid athlete in the world, perhaps. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Yeah, I agree. You should. No, I agree. How can you not? 
All right, let's move on over to baseball. Less money involved in that at the college level for sure. Uh, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. This weekend, why don't you put some Welcome Home Beef on the grill? Your family will thank you if you do that. And you don't have to just be in Starkville to go pick it up at the University Drive location. Across North Mississippi, lots of grocery stores are selling Welcome Home Beef. And if yours isn't, well, you need to find out why. Get in contact with a local with your local grocers and say, hey, we want to get Welcome Home Beef products on the shelves. Because we want to eat locally sourced, grain-fed beef that's the best you can find anywhere. Call, call Welcome Home Beef today. Find out what they can do for you. They are your one-stop shop for all your meat needs. i got to call them. I, I, I may be having some, some company over uh, pretty soon. So, you know, got to impress Got to impress when I when I when I when I when I entertain, and I do that thanks to Welcome Home Beef. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online, welcomehomebeef.com, and find out why it just tastes good. It's also good over at Two Brothers Southern Smoked Soul Food at its finest. Two Brothers Smoked Meats right there in the heart of the Cotton District. What a great location for you and your family to head over to. Grit a great meal. Maybe have a great time out there on the patio people watching the weather is going to be good you just cannot go wrong there at two brothers one of my favorite restaurants not just in not just in starville but across the you know i travel i've traveled all over the sec i've eaten in tons of places and i put two brothers up there with the best of the best so if you haven't been to two brothers yet you haven't really been to starkville and if you have been to two brothers well then you know exactly what i'm talking about head over to the cotton district 621 university drive and grab yourself some delicious southern smoked soul food from Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Why make that choice between the business that's big enough to help all of your technology needs and the one that's small enough to give you the great local customer service? You can have both under one roof when you're working with Advantage Business Systems. That's what they've been doing for nearly 50 years across this state, taking care of your business, taking care of their fellow Mississippians like any great local business should. They keep their money in Mississippi. They want to help you do the same. So why don't you call them today and find out how you can put them to work for you to deliver less pro- less problems and more profits. Call them today, 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Jackson Fristo is your SEC Freshman of the Week. Should have been Pitcher of the Week, in my opinion. The other guy gave up base runners. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. I know he struck out 15. I'll give him that. But he gave up four hits. I mean, if you can't be perfect, what are we doing out here? What a loser Yeah, that guy was. No. So, uh, But the big news coming out of uh, Monday, and that was broken on Sports Talk Mississippi, Chris Limonis telling us that Will Bednar will get the start on Tuesday night against Grambling. The plan is for him to throw a couple of innings just to sort of see how it goes, and then they'll play the Johnny Holstaff routine after that. And then on Wednesday against Louisiana, that will be Houston Harding getting the start there. Lamonis also said that he did not think that right now Bednar will be back in the rotation next weekend against LSU, but they're going to work him back sort of slowly and see where it goes from there. Yeah, but see where it goes from there means he's, as we sing again here, or at least as I sing again, Bednar is knock, knock, knocking on the rotation's door. Yeah, I mean, because, look, man, there is – no doubt at this point that Mississippi State has to explore possibly tinkering with that rotation. You know, you, you might give them all another week. Jackson Fristo's fine. Amazing, isn't it? That mm-hmm. coming into the year, what if I'd have told you going into that opening weekend that of Mississippi State starting pitching, a guy that wasn't even in the projected weekend rotation would be the most secure. But I feel like 
Jackson Fristow has to be the most secure of the the group right now, right? Mm-hmm. Don't know how he couldn't be. Yeah, I would agree with that. Given what he's done. And and so, you know, you look at a major league season. A lot of front offices and things say get through the first month or so, first 30 games or so, and start analyzing your team. That's about 20% of the way into the season. Well, you, you translate that over to college baseball and you play around 50 games and about 10 games or so is about 20% of your season. It's time to start looking at do you need to tinker with some things? And I don't think there's any doubt that State's pitching rotation on the weekends is at a point where you have to explore maybe tinkering with it. Maybe those guys, you know, McLeod, Sarantola, you know, they get another start this coming weekend, I would guess. And from there, I mean, you, it's time to perhaps go ahead and throw Bedner in there mm-hmm. or maybe Brandon Smith or whoever. But he is certainly on a track, he meaning Bedner, to where – it's going to start to put pressure on those guys to hold on to their spots if they want them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if the interesting thing here, and it's a good problem to have, is what if Christian McLeod settles down and becomes the pitcher he was a year ago or something close to it, and Eric Sarantola settles down and becomes what you think he can be, and then you got Fristo doing what he's doing. You know, then you got Will Bedner there that was supposed to be in the rotation all along. What do you do with him at that point? I don't know. Maybe he's just becomes – another Landon Sims-esque guy that you can throw in the middle innings for six innings if you need to. Um, but that'd be a great problem, of course, that Chris Lamontis would love to have. But there's no doubt about it that Will Bedner is working his way back and State's in a position right now to where, I mean, if McLeod or Sarantola keeps faltering, well, Will, there's a spot for you, son. Yeah. I love Houston Harding in the midweek. I think he's been really, really good. And honestly, he's a guy that – if it doesn't work with Sarantola and, you know, even further down the road, the idea that it doesn't work with McLeod, I think he could easily be a guy you move for the weekend. Yeah. He'd been re- he's been really, really good there. Or I think he could be. Um, again, this is just, Mississippi State just has so much depth and, and they just have so many options to work with that it's almost like, I don't want to say it's too big to fail. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Mississippi's going to win the national title, but it's going to take a team a lot of, of effort to score a lot of runs on Mississippi State this year because there's just so many quality options back there. So, And, and the other good thing is to know that <clears throat> that the competition has got to be incredible. I mean, what, what's the number now? Is it 23 pitchers have thrown an inning? I think inning? that's right. I think, I think that is right. That's got to be incredibly difficult for Lamonis to, to manage, though. Uh, like, how do you define roles and things like that? Yeah, it's got to be tough, but it is why... I mean, you don't have to just sit there and ride out something with McLeod or Sarantola, you know? If if they don't figure it out, like you were talking about, man, you have so many options, you're not forced to sit there and let them pitch their way out of it. Now, I know that that's the only way they can get out of it, but if, if they keep going out there and... Look, I, I'm talking like Christian McLeod has just fallen off the wagon, and I, I don't think that's the case at all, but... He has struggled his last couple times out, and if, if struggles continue, when you have the depth that this staff has this year, you don't have to just keep there, keep sending the guys out there and banging your head against the wall and have to try to piece it together with your bullpen every weekend. I mean, you have options, and it just makes it imperative for those guys to figure it out. But, yeah, if you don't, you're right, man. I don't want to say it is. Like you said, you can't say that it's too big to fail. Everybody could fail, but there's just 
such a vast array of arms right. you can turn to. It feels like you're gonna have you're gonna have guys that get the job done, and if you don't, well, there's 20 others that you can you can try. It's it's incredible, and I, I guess other teams have that luxury too. But I don't know if any of them have the the ceiling, you know, that a lot of these Mississippi State pitchers have. Yeah. I agree. When I say too big to fail, I guess I'm just talking about the pitching because obviously State could fail to hit. You know, though, though, there's some, still some questions there in the yeah, batting for sure. order. But I just feel like State is going to be in every game because they can pitch. I don't think that's that's. I don't feel like I'm I'm over overstating anything by that. And I really feel like if State can figure things out on Friday nights and start getting quality starts there, they're going to be nearly impossible to to take series from. If they can get wins on Friday and they still have, you know, let's say if they, if they go to a Friday and they don't have to go to Landon Sims at all, I, I mean, it's going to be really tough to win the series at that point. <laughs> you got that right. You know, for Mississippi State right now, to me, maybe the biggest concern is, I mean, I, don't know, I guess starting rotation is probably the biggest concern on the weekend. you got to figure that out. You can't just have guys going out there for – an inning and two-third or, you know, four innings or what. You need to have guys on the weekend that can get you minimum five. That's probably the biggest concern. But I'm not as worried, I don't think, right now, off- offensively, I'm about, you know, defensively. Like, Cam James, I think he will figure it out because he's a good player, but State's just kicked the ball around, throwing it around. They've just been sloppy at times. And if you're a team that's built around pitching, you better be strong defensively. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, if you're not strong defensively, then that weakens your strength. You know what I'm saying? So, I, if State can figure out things defensively, I think they're going to hit enough. There's so many options pitching-wise, they're going to figure that part out, too. I, I just... Look, I mean, shocker. Mississippi State's a good baseball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just some things, whether it's the weekend rotation or our defense, that really needs a boost. And maybe they started figuring that out this past Sunday. You know, maybe maybe the answer is Cam James at third and uh, Lane Forsyth at short. And maybe, maybe that makes you a better team defensively. And kind of like you said, Brian, if you, you know, if Tanner, or excuse me, if, if Lane Forsyth hits just a little bit. Yeah. And it makes you better defensively, then it's worth doing kind of yeah. thing. So yeah. we'll see what, what ends up happening. We'll see, but, yeah. these I think these, these next two games, these midweek games will be, and I guess sort of this week, this is like the final auditions, right? The show starts on Friday I guess that's the what the seventeenth or eighteenth or whatever it is when you when you go down to Baton Rouge. That's that's the first show. This is auditions week. You've still got a, a you've still got a chance to make the cast, <laughs> but you got to deliver this week. And if if you go out there on Saturday if you're at Sarantola and you have another crappy start, that's probably going to be that. If Christian McLeod doesn't deliver and have a good start on Friday night, that's probably going to be that. And putting Bednar on Tuesday that all but says that you're not changing anything up with this weekend rotation. You're going to go McLeod, Sarantola, Fristo again, and, and you're just going to see what happens. I so. guess you could if you wanted to go this route. If Bedner pitches a couple innings on Tuesday, or you know tonight as most of you are listening, mm-hmm. you could, I guess, in theory, if you wanted to go ahead and pull the plug on Sarantola, I don't think you'd do that after two starts. But no, I wouldn't either. If you did, uh, you could say maybe McLeod Friday and bump Fristo to Saturday. Mm-hmm. And put Bedner on Sunday, kind of thing. I mean, you, you. I guess you could do that. I, I don't know that he would, and I don't think that he will. 
But if you wanted to go ahead and get Bednar in line for maybe a start at LSU, that's something you could conceivably do. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm like you, though. Him starting on Tuesday night makes it seem like probably not starting any this weekend. Yeah, so. well, we'll see. And I don't think he needs to because, like we said, I think you've got to give Eric Sarantola one more start to see if he can figure it out. Yeah. And you may, with McLeod, give him a couple more because he has a he has a little more stable of a track record than Sarantola, even though it's a short one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saren, uh, Christian McLeod, what I've seen, usually doesn't beat himself. Right. And he has just, right. for whatever reason, tried to be a little too fine. That's what... That's what Lamonis was telling us the other day after the game was that, that McLeod was basically he was nibbling a little too much and it sounded like Lamonis wanted him to attack a little more. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. I know we'll see is kind of the theme of talking about baseball until SEC play gets here, but states still got to feel good about where they are and they got to feel even better that Will Bender's getting back in the mix. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, rumblings tomorrow. So send us the questions, uh, whatever you want to hit up. Uh, we have a, we're going to do a caveat tomorrow though. So Dak Prescott seventy five million dollars. You got to tell me one thing. What's the first thing you would buy if I gave you a check for seventy five million dollars? What's the first thing Joel Coleman would buy? Is it is it Atlanta Braves related? Mm. Is it a suite at Truist? That that something Braves related is what jumps yeah. to mind. I mean the the honest answer here is the boring answer. Hmm. Is I would pay off. No, 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 because that's not that's not the answer. I didn't say what would you pay off. I said what would you buy. You can't buy your debt. Okay. What would you buy? Yeah. Yeah, something Braves related. Yeah, you're you're getting a suite, or at least you're sitting in the you know first base box or something. It'd probably actually be like one of the the condos or whatever that's right there by the stadium. Right. Kind of thing. I don't need a suite. I'll sit in the in the cheap seats. I don't care. Right. I'm in the park. Matter to me, so but yeah, want, it's probably, want I want to have a place I can sleep in Atlanta. Yeah, I got anytime you. I want because you got seventy five million, so you know you have to work. Yeah, you can just move to Atlanta. Yeah, there it is. I'd have to keep my house in Starkville though, because I kind of want to be here sometimes. Too. Right, right, right. Well, you got seventy five million. Seventy five million. You do what you want to. You can figure it out. All right, guys. So that's 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 the homework. Add that into your question, and we'll talk to you tomorrow for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.